Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Oh, we welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 58. Hello, Edward. Hello. Good morning. For Good morning. once. Good morning. You're for not once. Good. Yeah, you're not moved from bed. I know. <laughs> really? well, I, I strategically put my laptop by the bed last night so I didn't even have to get out of bed. <laughs> that is, do you know what, that's the best accountability. It's a shame it's a laptop and not your gym kit. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't do the gym stuff from bed. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's like, that's a really good good idea for people to not create additional barriers. I, I'm tired getting out of bed and I should go to the gym but I can't be bothered whereas I'm tired I should go to the gym my gym kit's right at the end of my bed already packed to go that's a whole different scenario and in the winter put it on the radiator like the radiator closest to your bed and then you put it on and it's nice and toasty and warm or burnt or burnt if it's really polyester <laughs> <laughs> no, if it's cotton a, that's a good tip I quite like that I've never mm. done that before I used to do it with my uh, pants and socks when I was at school yeah all right. And then they go on nice and toasty. I don't know where this could go, really. It could go in the wrong place. <laughs> Guess the topic of today. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to, mate? Um, I played in a hockey tournament yesterday. Uh, I've been busy, but not busy. I've not had a chance, really, to train. I've only trained once this week, but I've not really been busy because I've just been in the office. So I don't know where my time has gone this week, but it's gone somewhere. I think sorting out the semi-private stuff, actually. Um, but I'm going on holiday this afternoon, going to Kos for a week. So, yeah. Oh. Oh. Not that we need to That's go out be... of the UK with this weather, but uh, yeah. No, we've been very lucky, haven't we, the last six weeks or so. Mm. Yeah, but no, I'll be honest, mate, I'd rather be in Kos than here, despite how nice it is. I don't know why, and like... Tell me what you think if this is the case for you. But holiday, there always seem to be some sort of weird freak snap of hot weather in the UK. It's like I go on holiday and you kind of get on the internet and, you know, you check in at home, see everyone is, and, you know, you text your mum and all that type of stuff. And you go, I'll cook on Facebook. And then everyone's putting up pictures of weather at the beach. Yeah. Like really nice. You're like, fuck me, I just paid all this money to come abroad to get some nice weather. And everyone's got it at home. How does yeah. that happen? Guarantee every single time my parents go away, we have a freak heat wave. And they went away at like the start of all of this. Um, yeah, yeah. So That's what my I mean. Just my favourite one at the moment. A lot of people are putting uh, so like they've been on holiday or whatever, and they've been putting a screenshot of the weather where they are, and then the screenshot of the weather at home on like BBC app or whatever, um, and then just saying, oh yeah, can't wait to go back to like rainy England, and it's actually hotter at home than where they've been. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that did actually happen to me a little bit when I went to Turkey in May. That was, we had some warm weather here for the first weekend on route over there, and it was actually, I think, even though we started like 26, 27, that was like nearly 30 here or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but as I, going back to the original point, I'd still rather be where you are, given a week uh, in a, I assume, a nice hotel and mm. loads of food. And a bit. Are you by beach, Cos? I don't know. I haven't been to Yeah, it's like five minutes. Just, island. Just an island, isn't it? Yeah. Cos? Yeah. Yeah. thought it was. I didn't think it was mainland Greece or anything. No. Not, I've, I've only ever been to Zanti in, uh, and Lindos in, on Rhodes. In Rhodes. So um, I've never actually been to mainland Greece, I don't think. No, I've not. I've worked my way around a lot of the islands, but no, still not been to mainland. Uh, yeah. Plenty of years of travelling ahead. 
Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be warm, I imagine, in July. Yeah, uh, low thirties, I think. So yeah, a bit warmer yeah, again. Pretty warm. I went to I went to Lindos in August, right in the middle of August, um, and it was disgustingly hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went for a wedding for a friend as well, and so I was standing. I remember standing. So if anyone's been to Lindos, some people might know because it's quite a popular place. It's really nice. In fact, your client Ben has been about eight times to Lindos. He loves really? it. <laughs> um, yeah, he absolutely loves it. Um, goes most years. But there's a little bay called St Paul's where everybody's ever get married. It's a nice, like, cool looking, like, authentic, like Greek cathedral kind of thing. Um, and they get married down there, but it's just baking. And I was standing there in shorts, um, short sleeve shirt, uh, and like just a pair of flip flops or something. I'll be honest, I was like standing for about four minutes. I'm like, just get me out of here, get me out of here. It's ridiculously hot. I can't stand it. Lucky enough, I, I, I made the uh, right idea of wearing a vest underneath my shirt because if not, I would have been a dripping mess. I was a dripping mess, but um, obviously it was covered up by the fact that I was wearing a vest rather yeah. than. Because like, oh, there's a couple of people that are just sweating through their shirts. So you think, yeah, this is not nice, is it? <laughs> yes, yeah, but trying to have some ridiculous. nice wedding photos, and you like just got sweat patches everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, mate, that was basically my wedding. I was yeah. wearing like full, like a not a lot of linen suit, but like a light coloured um, suit on my wedding day, and obviously in an Antigua, and it was like thirty, like mid thirties, nearly late, nearly to late thirties, um, and I was standing out for about forty five minutes in the sun, waiting for Jenna to basically come down. Uh, through this like garden basically where we got married on the beach I was like just get me out of here I, I don't even want to don't even get married just get me out of here it's so hot I was literally by, by the end of the ceremony to, like when we finished I was sweating through my, my suit that's how bad it was and I had to go back to the room and just kind of like just get changed basically and tidy up <laughs> <laughs> anybody got a mop <laughs> yeah honestly it's horrible it's absolutely horrible but um yeah, I, I don't know why, right? I, I didn't, I didn't want to get married. Even though I want to get married on the beach. I didn't want to get married in something like really non-formal. Mm. Still wanted something formal. So we started, I, I don't know. I just had like a pair of, like, like say a very light suit on, with a white shirt, no tie, nothing, obviously. Um, and then I think I wore white plimsolls actually. Right. Yeah. Look like I should have just wore a hat and I look like a man from Del Monte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Why? Well, yeah, right. well, I've got. Uh, yeah, one of my friends is getting married on the beach next year uh, in Mauritius. Yeah, mm. Mauritius. And um, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be warm because it's going to be like end of May. Um, yeah, so it could be disgusting. Uh, as well. I, I, I might have, yeah, I actually do. Not, I think end of May. I, I went in November into to Mauritius. Um, and it was hot, but I think end of May is like obviously before monsoon season starts. And I think yeah. it's probably likely to be very muggy. Right, very yeah. humid, I would imagine, because that's kind of like the end of their summer, isn't it? Yeah, they have flipped summers, so yeah, end yeah. of their summer. They, they, yeah, they they break May June time up until sort of October November, I think. Mm. So hence why we went really in the actually I think we did we go we went end of November it might have just crept into December I can't remember. Yeah, but we went to obviously Dubai and then Russia afterwards. So yeah, it was nice. lovely. Whereabouts do you know where they get married? Do you know where? I do, but I can't remember. They, okay. They've already told me, and yeah, I need to book it now. But um, I think north of the island is is like is the is the best part, and it's like we. I mean, we did stay north of the island, but that's but yeah, it should be uh, lovely. You get you actually go um, you get to go pet lions if you want. Really, that's cool. 
Yeah, do that at the zoo. <laughs> like there aren't many, there aren't many places you can actually pet lions. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, pro- probably for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, there's probably a higher risk of getting mauled. <laughs> they may eat your face. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, like, they go, they go. So, right, um, here's your, um, here's your, your protection tool. It's literally like a hollow plastic, like tube or pipe. What are you supposed like, to do? Beat them? Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, so <laughs> I think this is going to do shit if it wants to kill me. And genuinely, it's quite scary because they let these lions out and they can run it in and they just do this like massive, like two of them massive like play fight like cats do. You know, mm. cats play, they roll yeah, around. Yeah. And like, they, these, obviously, bear in mind, these are actual full-grown lions and they're like going, rolling around, messing around, like, holy shit, if this thing wants to kill me, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm not getting it. So uh, lucky enough, obviously, there's trainers in there that I guess... Oh, I don't actually. I don't even know what they would do if if someone did turn. I guess they wouldn't, but who knows? It's crazy. It is crazy, isn't Stop, it? <laughs> Stop all that. Everyone says, "Oh, but they're all drug drugged." I'll be honest. They didn't look drugged. Yeah. Like if if they were uh, um, sedated or anything, like they were very wild and playful. They were not like relaxed and thing. They were like messing around and jumping around. So it was scary, really. But you just have to hope. Ultra cool. Yeah, you just have to hope they feed them before you. Like they I take you into the enclosure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they probably do. They feed them while they're there. You obviously they like chuck some bits of meat all the time. Yeah, stuff, okay. It's is like pretty cool. Like I so said, you actually get to sit there and stand and pet them and like just stand in front of them and just like, give them a little stroke and stuff. And you mm. think Jesus actually like touched a full grown lion? Yeah, I because I know you can do like lion cubs and stuff like that in various like uh, especially yeah. in like Johannesburg around there. They do the little safaris where you can go and pet the lion cubs. Um, yeah. but yeah I've not heard of it with the full grown lions so it's pretty cool yeah that was cool that was very cool so um, when you go mate give it a go yeah, so there, yeah. There, there aren't many places you can you get to do it so well, I think it is north of the islands because um, from from where we've looked and that's so I'm pretty sure it is north of the island um, but they're getting married on like a private island somewhere so that's oh, pretty right. cool yeah so um yeah, so I think we're going to rent a villa nearby because um, there's a load of us. So, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. So I suppose we should probably start talking about today's topic when you've unfrozen. Sorry, I wasn't frozen. Am I frozen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was uh, just trying to put, because I'm outside baking this glorious sun for those that can't see me, thought well, I'm going to put the uh, parasol up because I think my MacBook is going to hit ultra high temperatures in a minute and probably just turn itself off yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to do some work in the garden a couple of lunch times ago and I, I had to go inside just because my my mac was just far too warm uh, yeah they don't deal with yeah. it too well do they no we had someone's first birthday party at my house today didn't we and uh, mm. uh we had like a um little portable speaker and stuff and uh we had to keep switching phones because obviously it's outside in the sun all the phones kept turning off so <laughs> yeah yeah such first world problems Yes, well, the problem is I'm, I'm now not going to get any sun. Better than being so my, burnt like crisp. Yeah, there is there is a high risk of that, I think. Um, and uh, obviously, like I say the old MacBook turned off halfway through a podcast would not make the most successful of episodes. Let's be honest. Well, you never know. People are probably like, "Thank God." Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want uh, I tell you what, before we move on. I just want to shout. So I went to Colchester Zoo on Friday. How cool is that? Very cool zoo. And um, Dan Osman was there. Oh, nice. Shout out to Dan. Didn't get to see him, though, really annoyingly, because he only messaged me afterwards saying he was at the zoo today at, like, 10 o'clock at night, obviously, after we'd come home. So, um, 
But do you know, do you know what the really weird thing is, and this is genuinely 100% true, I know people could say, like, certainly when I said to Dan, I thought, well, you might think I'm lying, but I almost, because his little girl's, um, I think it's either me or Miller, I don't know how to pronounce it, actually, um, but his little girl's second birthday is the day before Summers, and I nearly messaged him, because obviously he lives in South End or near South End nearby, nearly messaged him, say, on the off chance, would he take her to the zoo or something like that today? And I, I just didn't bother. Yeah. And then he obviously did. I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. I thought, oh, my God, I should have just messaged him. Obviously, we could have then hooked up because Dan is literally the nicest guy in fitness. It's, he's, uh, uh, he's a top man. Yeah, it's funny how that happens because I know when I was at school, we went to Portugal and uh, I happened to know that one of my friends from school was going to Portugal, like same day, different yeah. flight, but same day, staying in a different place. And then just on the complete off chance, we went to the same water park on the same day. Uh, mm. So we ended up like going and yeah, spending the day with them at this water park. Uh, yeah, well, at least you got to meet up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's funny how sort of you know you can travel around the world and still bump into people. Yeah. Mate, I got I got some scary stories like that. Happened to me in Florida. Same thing. Basically, when I was at school, saw my schoolmate in one of the theme parks. Didn't even know he'd gone to Florida. Yeah. I just happened to see him walking around. Really weird. And then even even weirder, I went to Mexico three or four years ago, I think, we went to a really nice hotel uh, and a la carte restaurant. It's one of those ones where they don't take reservations, you know, like where they give you one of the buzzers to wait for you. Just yeah, have to yeah. wait. They don't take reservations. So I quite like to be honest, because that means you don't got to worry about that fight of trying to get a la carte restaurants all the time. And, you know, like going to the lobby at 10 a.m. to book your restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have to know that shit. But, um, yeah, so we got our buzzer and said, well, we're in a bar. So we went out to this outside bar and it was really it was quiet. There's only like three parties there. So it was us. Uh, me, Jenna, my brother and sister-in-law, another older couple, and then another couple's just kind of sit, like basically th- as far away from the bar as we could, so one, one each Jenna, one in the middle, basically. And we were talking, and one of them said, excuse me, um, where are you guys from? And I was like, they sound like they're local, mm. like to me. So I said, we're from Norwich. And they went, no way. I was like, we've just, um, well, we were, were from Norwich. We were in the place called Sprouston, which is a little district in Norwich. Said, we just moved to Brundle, which is about, like two miles out, a little village out, not too far away from where I am now. And we were like, oh, God, what the chance of that? That's a coincidence, isn't it? And then all of a sudden, the other party on the other side went, where are you guys from? And you're like, well, <laughs> Norwich. Norwich. She went, no way. We've just, we've, we're from Norwich. We've just moved to Deerham, which is about a village 10 miles out. Yeah. <laughs> of all, like you're in Mexico, and all the, the only people around this bar were all from Norwich originally. That's mad. I was like, that's just unbelievable. That's but, mental. Yeah. yeah. It is funny yeah. how it happens, isn't it? No, no. It's, Anywho, um, as much as people would like to tell my stories of holidays and weddings, um, and obviously Colchester Zoo, <laughs> uh, what were we going to talk today, mate? Talk about today. Um, so something that's kind of come up quite a bit in uh, just general conversation and a few of these conferences that I've been doing, um, not conferences, these like speaking talks. events, talks, yeah, um, the, the, the topic of gaining weight keeps coming up now i know we talked about it with bulking uh and looking at it from more of a um this is kind of how you bulk type thing uh, and our opinions on that but we today we just wanted to talk about actually just just gaining weight whether you're um you know somebody who's potentially a bit of a like a hard gainer so we'll explain that but um or, or somebody who just um is very very slim and and wants to put on weight for for whatever reasons, um, and, and kind of want to go through a few tips of how to do that, um, potentially why that's going to be probably quite hard for you, uh, and then also, uh, yeah, just just some general chit chat around that that sort of topic. 
Yeah, I think we've had a few um, people message us as well around um, on our nutrition group, haven't we, as well, asking mm, about, yes, yeah. like, you do a lot of stuff about um, fat loss, but I'm at the other end of the spectrum kind of scenario. And we're like, okay, yeah. Um, like, I'm looking at building muscle or putting on weight. So I guess we do do a lot of content on, I yeah, just said doo-doo. <laughs> we do a lot of content on fat loss, but we haven't done so much around, obviously, then a couple of podcast episodes based on, I think we did, like you say, one on bulking, yeah. one on advanced muscle gain but yeah i suppose outside of that we haven't done done a huge amount have we no no so it'd be cool it'd be a different take it might not be overly relevant for a lot of our listeners but i think it's just interesting as well um i think we're at the point now where i think the listeners hopefully are are after just learning some different bits and listening to some uh interesting topics more so than just different tips of losing weight because i think we've hammered that to death well, there's always there's always there's always more there's always more. But, but we yeah. do yeah we, our, our content has been made a lot of that so it'll be a nice change to do something a bit different. Mm. So, um, okay, so let's. So you mentioned the term hard gainer, which I guess a lot of gen pop listeners may have even never heard of or, or don't know what it is. Um, most of our bodybuilding or fitness friends they would. Do you wanna or do you want me to dis- just yes. describe what? So uh, hard gainer would typically be somebody who struggles to gain muscle. That's kind of like the term um, given to them quite quite generally, really. I think that's quite a worldwide term. Um, somebody who either struggles to, to gain muscle because they are, it, I'd say they t- typically are a slim person, to sort of your typical ectomorph if you were to give them a, a term. Um, but uh, yeah, somebody who's a bit more gangly, sort of a bit thinner, I, I tend to... I tend to sort of um, associate with with a hard gainer, but basically somebody who who struggles to put on muscle, um, yeah, no, no matter sort of the the want or love of it, um, yeah, yeah, I would hundred percent concur. I guess that I think that I point out, I suppose, the hard gainer bit. Um, well, no, sorry, the bit you said about struggling on muscle is probably the um, poignant bit. Like, I, I suppose the term hard gainer is usually for people that work muscle, not necessarily just weight because obviously yes, yeah. body, body composition can be different if you just put on weight compared to just put on muscle so i thought it was worth putting out yeah 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 so um why might one so actually let's 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 go down maybe go down both avenues so why might one struggle to put on muscle it's... actually or should we should we just do what actually should we do weight first i think weight might be better because that way yeah yeah we can then go in so i suppose why one struggle to put on weight so I think a lot of this is kind of stuff that's a little bit out of our hands. So um, I think it is potentially going to be down to the way your kind of your body sort of like set up um, and the way your hormones interact and, and stuff like that. So you have your hunger hormones and your full hormones. Um, and when you start to feel slightly full, um some people stop other people don't but some people stop and i know we've spoken about this with like partners and stuff like that and as soon as they you know get even remotely full um they stop and and, and leave food whereas i will then go and eat that food because <laughs> uh, i am quite the opposite um and that's why yeah uh, yeah so uh, that's why you always have to go out for food on a first date to see whether they'll leave some food for you or not if they don't leave the food for you then they're no good <laughs> uh, a, meal, a meal's a, a meal's a horrible first date because no one likes eating in front of people when they first meet them although, although cinema's 
worse. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't actually talk. talk. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so, so typically you would be, yeah, it's going to be somebody who struggles with appetite, somebody who gets full very quickly, um, yeah, and typically they're probably got quite slim parents, um, and they're quite slim, and they've probably been slim all their life, um, that would typically be, uh, the kind of, like, the, the makeup, I'd say, of, of somebody who was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, sli- uh, the slim, the slim, um parents point that's that's an interesting topic or interesting part like i guess there's certainly a genetic factor um involved but i suppose it's not just that i guess it's a lot of the time no. as well i was just saying slim parents i guess also mean that they've created an environment or habits that as well from upbringing that, yeah yeah you know. yeah yeah no definitely and, and all these things can be you can tweak things you can sort of like change things so if it, okay just using that example just to poo poo my own thing that i've just said um so both of my parents are, are, are rotund shall we say um yet i'm would be considered quite slim um so but that's because that's down to me taking control of my food and how i eat and what i eat and all that and i'm sort of very on top of it um yeah so potentially where's a made just eat for enjoyment and, and things like that so yes of course you can change all these things of course you can tweak all these things um and uh yeah but uh i definitely there is a trend should we say there is a trend yeah no no totally and i, I think it's like you take the genetic factor i think the genetic thing is what we've said and a lot about health and fitness is that most things are a spectrum of some sort and just because your genetic factors put you in a certain part of a spectrum doesn't mean you can't move up or down like yeah, even definitely. if you're even if your parents are overweight, that doesn't mean you're destined to be overweight um, because of genetics. It'd be a case well, actually, you might have some genetics which might lead you to be. Cause, I mean, obviously, we talked about things like the FTO gene before, haven't mm-hmm. we? Or yeah. stuff that we've we've. And there are certain genes that might contribute to people being overweight. Um, I say might because I don't think it's 100% proven, but um, or certainly the research is coming out of it is is you know it's like anything really is, is there enough of it to say for definite that this this you know genetics is definitely this cause or whatever but anyway um i think as you say there is there's there's definitely like potentially some stuff there which might suggest that it's harder for people to either lose weight or well not to lose weight well yeah i guess it's harder to lose weight for various reasons not because like just actually i don't just kind of digging myself in a bit of a hole there you know what i mean it's yeah harder, yeah it's like the reason why it's harder for people to lose weight isn't because they burn less calories than someone else says an example it's probably more like to do with appetite regulation mm-hmm. and um that type of stuff and they just end up eating more um but you know it might just be harder basically for people to lose weight but it doesn't mean they can't it just means they have to maybe do different things or try some to maybe work a little bit harder so than someone who doesn't feel like like you say like take the partner example someone who doesn't feel like they can just stop eating whenever they feel a bit like oh yeah i'm satisfied now other people wouldn't be like that um and obviously there is a genetic aspect to that so yeah. that's why you can then move yourself on that spectrum so even if you're a five in that spectrum out of ten um doesn't mean you can't move yourself down to more like a three um in terms of like how hungry you get say all the time um because you can obviously do stuff to kind of help, like in terms of eating more protein and eating more fruit and vegetables and all that type of stuff. So yeah, definitely there's there is some some element there that you're still going to be able to to change your position wherever it's set. Yes, no, totally, totally, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, it's quite an interesting topic, isn't it? Because it's something that I don't think we'd thought 
too much about it until the Spencer Nadolski talk. Mm. And when he started talking about, well, you know, it's not just the fact that people are greedy, but it's more of a fact that they have a genetic makeup which puts them in a different starting position compared to others. Um, mm. Yeah, so... Uh, no, it's it's a very cool and interesting topic. Maybe one day when we get big enough, he might come on and talk about it. Hopefully. Well, I'm still waiting for Krieger, even though James Krieger, you know, admitted to come, he's going to definitely come on. I'm still waiting for him to uh, to do something. He's just been very busy with out being Australia with um, Jacob Shepherds, I think, or Skippers. Oh, so yeah. get well, him be, on. That'd be a cool episode. That will. Yeah. Yes. That would put us into the next uh, next level. Yeah. He did admit to it, admittedly, while he was drunk, intoxicated. Um, so, you know, you got to take him a pinch of salt. He might think when he's sober, oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, though, when you're, um, when you're like, face-to-face with somebody and like, oh, can you do this for me? You're like, oh, okay, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say, especially, especially when you're drunk. Uh, yeah. I, did, I did immediately write on his Facebook wall, remember this for the morning, that yeah. you... Uh, to come on to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah. uh, all I got was a like from him no comment just a... who the fuck are you <laughs> yeah. um, was he as drunk anyway. as Aragon though um, oh, I don't know no I, don't, I wouldn't say more or less to be fair to him at the start of the night he didn't seem like he was going to want to stay up as late because obviously Alan stayed up to like five or something yeah yeah Whereas um, Krieger, to be fair to him, just powered through, and he did stay up till that late. So I think right. as soon as we told him, like, well, Alan and Spencer stayed up this late. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, better, better stay up there. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of peer pressure. <laughs> no, he's super nice though, James. Yeah, yeah. They all are, to be honest. It's weird. I know, like, I do genuinely get the impression as well. I know we're going off a bit of a tangent as usual, but I get the impression it's not just. Um, uh, just putting on on a face either I get the impression genuinely they are just that nice and just like hanging out with people so yeah that's where they are why they are in the position that they're in they give they're nice they're friendly yeah yeah, yeah. if you were assholes people wouldn't well no but well, probably, probably wouldn't do it probably wouldn't yeah, yeah I know, <laughs> um, they probably wouldn't do what they do in terms of the level of research the level of value they put out just to support people. Because if they did, they would they wouldn't care so much, and they would have sold out on other stuff. Yeah, time yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so, so where do we, uh, we got to? We were talking about why people find it hard to put on weight. Um, so I guess that's we, we were kind of mixing there between some people find it easier than others, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think like one of the other things like why people find it hard to eat weight is kind of the whole appetite thing in, in terms of not necessarily you know what we've just been talking about in people um, finding it too easier than others to put on weight. The people that do find it hard to put on weight are generally the people that say, I'm always eating, um, you know, like I'm eating all the time and I just can't seem to, to put on weight. Now, what would your response be to that? Um, you barely eat a thing. For you, you might eat a lot, but come and eat with me, come and eat with Brett. Um, come and eat Mike with Harrison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we would show you what eating is. Like, I'm not the world's biggest eater, but I eat a lot compared to most people. Um, yeah, uh, come come to an all-you-can-eat buffet, and then we'll show you what eating is. Because, yeah. um, like, prime example. So, a friend who I was playing hockey with yesterday, we were laughing and joking on the Friday night, and he was saying the same thing. What? Why do you always talk about weight loss? 
um, if you could help me gain weight, then I'd hire you right now. And I, I said, well, I can. <laughs> um, but uh, he said, I, I said, you just got to eat more, basically. He says, oh, yeah, but I eat loads. I eat loads. I spent the whole day with him yesterday. I didn't see him eat once. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's quite common, I think, in that people eat loads because they, they almost got a very selective memory and when and what they're eating. Yeah. So they might eat a lot of food in very small periods. But you then tend to find they don't eat for like the majority of the rest of the day and stuff like that. So yeah. inevitably, they end up eating less calories than the people that eat smaller meals. Yeah. Because these people end up eating more over the day just in, in smaller meals over a longer period. But they might have a massive breakfast and then not eat for, you know, or, or only then eat like a small tea at night time and that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So prime example, Alex, now she's gone out of the room, I can talk about her. Um, so she uh, she won't eat, she's, she's slim, she's naturally a slim person. Uh, she doesn't eat breakfast. She has quite a small lunch. She'll have a bigger like evening meal. She doesn't really snack in between, um, and then she doesn't really eat snacks in the evening, and that's mm. why she's slim. Um, and then she, as soon as she um, is full, she stops, and then I eat the rest of her food. <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fair, I know we used this on before, but Jen's exactly the same. She'll have either nothing or a Belvita breakfast dip pack thing in the morning. Mm. Probably either have nothing for lunch, or she might have literally one sandwich like two bits of bread with i don't know whatever filling in it yeah and that's and if she's lucky she might have a bag of crisps if she really wants it say if she's lucky like i let her it's not right. um so <laughs> yeah but then she'll have like a, a normal tea with me which to be fair is a lot of food but um obviously you know me the way i make my meals they tend to be very high volume and not mm. so high calories so yeah yeah she might you you, you total it up it's probably like a couple of hundred maybe 300 for lunch, and then she might have 400 calories for dinner. So if people only looked at her dinner and then the half a bar of chocolate she eats at nighttime, think, how do you stay thin, mm. you know, eating that? And it's like, well, because she only had like 300 calories for lunch and sometimes nothing for breakfast. Yeah, 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 definitely. I went, and it, if you just focus on that small period of, of what you did, what she did eat in the nighttime, i.e. like what looks like a large meal and half a bar of chocolate, um, then yeah, it's so easy to get the wrong impression, and I think that's where this hard gaining thing is an issue for some people. Because when they're saying I'm I'm eating all the time, they only focus on the two meals at night time they had. I mean, I'll say two meals, like the big meal, which is inevitably something high volume and healthy. Because you know people care about health. Because um, if they're caring about their weight, if we're talking about people that are trying to put on muscle, they're probably into nutrition a little bit or into the health a bit, and are probably trying to eat better foods. And therefore, they're probably eating quite high volume food like that for an evening, having, you know, maybe even snacks or whatever afterwards, like the whole bar of chocolate thing. Um, and it just feels to them like, oh, I'm eating all the time. I'm so hungry. And like, you know, I'm, I'm not hungry and all this stuff. Well, yeah, you're not really eating that much. Yeah. OK, here's another one then. Um, so a lad I used to work with when I was a teen, um, he, same thing very slim um i struggle to gain weight i says well why don't you try just including a bit more shit in your diet basically eating a few more higher calorie foods like pretty much what you've just just said um oh but i do i have a chocolate bar and a sausage roll for lunch every single day so okay yeah but that's that's potentially one meal which is creeping up six seven hundred calories that's not particularly a high calorie meal what do you have for breakfast though round of toast what do you have in the evening oh i'm not normally hungry so the same again, you know, you're just selectively remembering that one meal where, yeah, you are eating higher calorie foods in comparison to a salad, but still, mm -hmm. um, it's not the most calorific meal in the world. It's not the biggest meal in the world, is it? Um, 
Yeah. So. So, so, so I suppose what, what can people do about it? So if, if the people that are, that are in that scenario where um, they're saying, I can't, I'm struggling to put on weight, I can't eat enough food, or I'm already eating loads, what can they do to, to help? I suppose you've got to look at the barriers to start off with. Is it a case of you're always full, you don't have the appetite to eat, things like that? And then they're the, the things I think we need to address first. So if it's a case of I'm always full, um, I start eating and then I, ca- I can't eat anymore. Well, instead of going for, like you said, higher volume foods, yes, we still need to get your uh, your micronutrition in there. But for maybe a couple of other meals, um, then let's start looking at higher calorie foods. So if you're always eating the leanest cuts of meat, try and go for a fattier cut of meat. So go for you know a fatty steak or something over a chicken breast say um mm-hmm. go for a pork chop or some pork belly um over you know a leaner a leaner cut or whatever um so there's one um you could also look at um adding things to your food so like sauces and things like that so if you're if you if you like a bit of mayo put a blob of mayo on your plate um there's a couple of hundred calories right there uh and you know, a good squirt of yeah. mayo is never, <laughs> never filled. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, a squirt of mayo has never filled anybody up, have they? So, um, you know, little things like that. <laughs> <if> you, <laughs> um, it's basically like the opposite. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so mature. <laughs> uh, I was wondering what you're laughing at. I thought, what did I say? <laughs> um, uh, this, yeah, let's not repeat it. Go on. <laughs> Um, if you do take a sandwich to work look at what fillings you could put on there so again like mayo based filling stuff like that um, yeah um, I, I was just going to say things like if you are if you're cooking foods like you say that swapping lower calorie high volume foods for not necessarily unhealthy things because you obviously I know you've just said about oh you could just add in some more junky stuff but you don't necessarily have to do that you can easily swap exactly the example you gave like lean meats for higher fat meats you could start swapping some of your carb sources for like more uh, dense calorie starches so if you are one that eats I don't know like celeriac chips who does that I mean seriously <laughs> <laughs> that's sarcasm in case anyone didn't uh, <laughs> didn't get that um you just you know swapping for potato or you know if you eat loads of green veg swaps like green veg for more colored veg because they tend to have more more sugars in so they tend to have then high calorie content mm-hmm. and they're all going to have low and obviously the benefits that is you get still get loads of micronutrition but you're just, just kind of up in the the calorie content of a meal um because obviously that's all without basically increasing food volume so therefore you shouldn't then feel as full yeah There's yeah i mean and the, the fat thing like swap out or add some avocado add some mayonnaise add some peanut butter add like pork chops add peanut butter to your pork chops that's amazing yeah yeah stick peanut butter on your pork chops and a bit of chili flakes like i tell you it's it's incredible just stuff like that it's, there's so many things you can do um olive oil on your salads mm-hmm. if you want to add some calories to food it can easily be done without going into the junk food route yeah no totally definitely um if you eat a lot of pasta and stuff like that then drizzle olive oil on top um yeah uh and if put some cheese yeah put some cheese on top <laughs> um that's uh but then you could look at right okay well my meals i want to keep as you know so say you another one then uh fussy eaters they'll only eat four or five different types of foods or whatever and naturally they're slim because their their uh repertoire is very limited um 
So uh, maybe not to the extreme of four or five, but say somebody who's a bit more of a creature habit then. So they have the same breakfast, same lunch, same dinner, and they're not really up for, for alternating or um, for things like that. So how would you go about adding things in there? So there, so basically talking about someone that basically obviously severely restricts the amount of food they have because they've got a fussy appetite so, and they don't want to change their like main meals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's, you would, you would, I would look at the thing of what things are palatable then. So, like, if they don't, if they say they basically just don't like fruit and veg, so they're very limited on what fruit and veg they eat. They just eat carrots, say, as an example, and potato. Um, and obviously, the meats they eat very lean. So, they basically, have the same meals all the time. I think it's the scenario you're describing. I'd be like, what do you like? Obviously, inevitably, it'd be like, I like chocolate or something. Well, just add in some freaking chocolate then. Like, if yeah. that's all you're going to eat. Um, I would just say, like, just keep your meals the same. But let's just find in where we can add additional stuff then. So add an extra meal of something that's really palatable. You might find out they look like, oh, I really like peanut butter. All right, well, add some peanut butter and toast at nighttime or something. Yeah. All right, okay, it's not, it's not optimal. But if your goal is to put on weight, um, and obviously if you're not putting on weight, we know it's because you're basically not eating enough. And we need to find ways to just eat, eat enough. And it's like anything. It's like training. If squat and bench deadlift might be the best thing for your goals, but if you don't like squat and bench and deadlifting, you're never going to do it. So actually, let's find something you will do, and that's got to be better than not doing anything. And it's the same. Exactly. I mean, that scenario is exactly the same, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it might not be optimal to have peanut butter and toast, or it might not be optimal to have whatever food, you know, insert junk food, or whatever. But you know, if it means you're going to eat something that's going to help you towards your goal, which is putting on weight, then yeah, do it. It's yeah. Be as simple as that. Yeah. Cool. Because I mean, you know you potentially limited anyway, aren't you, from what you are eating. So it's not yeah. going to make the world a difference, is it really? Uh, also, you could potentially look at just increasing the uh, the size of the meals as well. Uh, mm -hmm. That was just another one that I thought. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. All right, then. So a good couple of examples there. Um, oh, I think we've given loads of food examples there as well, which is good, sort of, you know, um, add, add, well, just adding. I think the, yeah. when you talk about gaining weight, it's kind of like, actually, it's all about what you're eating. Yeah. So, so go on. I was going to say, basically, all the tips that we give for, for losing weight, just flip them. So when we're saying yeah. food swaps, when we're saying yeah. high-volume foods, when we're saying another one. Um, so some people are ridiculously active. They walk absolutely everywhere. Um, I had to have this conversation with, with one of my clients last week. Um, they, sort of, they were just doing a lot of steps, but they were doing them to get steps up. Um, and so uh, doing, them, doing them proactively because yeah. their habit of yeah, making sure they're active. Exactly, yeah. And I just said, just well, you know, we, we're trying to recover here, so just sit down, just don't do as many steps. And I chopped his steps right down and said, right, only do what you need to do. If you go over one day, that's cool, but only do what you need to do. Um, yeah. Instead of you know spending an extra twenty minutes a day going for a walk for whatever reasons, you know, they play sport good. anyway, so they're, they're active. Good. I was going to say I know who this is, but then I thought it could easily be a couple of people. But uh, I think I know it is, especially when you say play sport. I don't know. I've got all my clients play sport. Do they? Yeah. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> um, does, he, does he have uh, some prominent uh, initials in his name that might be the same for both first and second name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, got, he's got that mentality, hasn't he? He'll be listening as well, probably at some yeah. point. So. I, keep, um, I keep I keep telling him in the nutrition group, said, "Stop eating clean 
foods. <laughs> he's a donuts man. He has though, to be fair. I think he's been yeah, no, he has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but no, we just gave that example, and that's I know that's because not because he's naturally very skinny, but it's more of a case we're trying to enhance recovery and things like that. So there's a slightly different reason for why I told him to stop being so active, but. Mm. Um, you know, if you are somebody who does walk, I mean, some people just enjoy that. They enjoy walking everywhere. They enjoy that feeling, and I completely get that. Um, I I, I enjoy walking places as well. Um, but if that is you, then you need to compensate for that extra movement, and you either need to eat more because you're so active, or where you can potentially be a little bit lazier. I know it kind of sounds almost counterintuitive for health and stuff, but you know, not walking to the shops but driving maybe once a week instead of walking every day um might help you towards your goal and at the end of the day that's what this is all about is if you're desperate to try and put on some weight then these are the little things that potentially you might have to do to to do that, or to yeah. it's, that. it's it's like a, it's like a, again a bit like nutrition and once you've kind of got your baseline so we're talking about activity for health if you've kind of got a baseline of activity for health um it's it's like most stuff. There is a rule of diminishing returns. So once you kind of get your baseline, you don't have to start keep doing more and more and more. You know, we're not saying do 400 steps every day, please. Sit down <laughs> all day. We're not, that's, no one's saying that. But what we're saying is like you don't have to go out of your way to do 10, 15,000 because like you know, oh my god, I've only done 10,000. I better go out for a walk at midnight, get some more in. It's like no, that's poor. It's not. That's really quite counterintuitive to what you're doing because. You know, you're not going to get extra health benefits by going out and doing that necessarily or very, very little anyway. Um, all you're doing is kind of taking yourself a bit away from your goal, as you say, which you then would have to compensate for. Are you eating more? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So if you've not got the biggest appetite in the world, then doing that and having causing yourself to have to eat more is just kind of going against what your body wants. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I've, I'm, I'm a little bit like this, although, so in terms of like, counterintuitiveness if that's a word i i am got so many in uh or, or yeah ingrown habits from dieting and stuff over many many years that obviously a lot of stuff i do even when i'm trying to mass would be considered quite counterintuitive like i still get 10 12 000 steps every day mm-hmm. like even though like i'm now trying to actually i'm not dieting anymore um so some might say why don't you just eat less and not move as much because it's probably counterintuitive for recovery and stuff like that as you're saying my problem is is like i uh, they're, they're kind of built in and it's hard for me to fight them to a certain extent yeah and the fact that i, I don't want to eat less i'm a greedy bastard as you say and i would like to i would prefer to have a high calorie intake um because even on the amount of calories i'm having now which is a substantial amount I, I still find myself especially when i'm kind of in the office at work i find myself still struggling with appetite even if there's some periods where, and I know it's boredom because like take this weekend, the example, like where I've been quite busy, I've not really worried too much. And there's been times where I've actually felt like I don't I want to stop eating, which doesn't actually happen that often. So I know it's boredom, but still like, because it's boredom, like if I did lower my calorie intake even more, I'd struggle even more. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, it, it, it just shows that everybody's different, isn't it? And, and that I think, uh, yeah, maybe they could become bored more, so they eat more and snack more, to make themselves bored. Yeah, make yourself bored. That's a great idea. <laughs> how, how do you make yourself bored? I know. Watching England play football. <laughs> Controversial. Oh, that's yeah. a lie. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. It's United Nation. It's been brilliant. <laughs> they, they were dog shit yesterday, weren't they? They. 
I didn't watch it. I was playing hockey. <laughs> Me neither. Just no, <laughs> I just never lost. I didn't watch it. To <laughs> uh, be fair, I've got really into this World Cup, um, and I'm a massive football fan. Just not a big international fan, football fan usually. And I got absolutely annihilated in the office when someone asked me the question, would you rather Liverpool win the treble or England win the World Cup? And without a moment's hesitation, I went Liverpool win the treble by a long way. And I got slated as, as though I had really poor, bad morals because I didn't want the entire England nation to be happy. It's like, well, that's not what I said. I didn't want, that's not I want the England, England the, you know, the nation of England to be unhappy. I just would prefer Liverpool to win their treble than I would England win the World Cup. It's like, they're like, well, that never happened, you know, the England World Cup. I said, that fucking never happened. Liverpool win the treble, probably either. <laughs> uh, so, like, either way, so a poor example. But anyway, so, yeah, I have watched it all. Uh, I just, I did, just couldn't bring myself to watch it after the devastation and the tears of, obviously, uh, Wednesday night losing the creation. So I just thought, oh, I can't do it. Tough times, tough times. Oh, look tough at that little face in the background. Oh, hi, yeah. My little <laughs> one, one year and one day old girl. Oh, yeah. No one can see her though, can they? So. No. <laughs> can you see Uncle Ed? Can you see Uncle Ed? Wave. She can wave on her own. There you go. <laughs> Good girl. Um, anyway, back to the podcast. <laughs> uh, before we talk about football and my child. Um, okay, let's move on to then. So we've talked mainly about weight because there is a difference, as I say, in terms of building or putting on weight and putting on muscle i would argue and we had this conversation before we started recording didn't we i would argue most people and it's my own biased opinion most people would want to put on muscle necessarily than put on weight uh, in my opinion i get and it is because i guess it's my preference and what i think looks best uh, which is so subjective no one can really tell you what your opinion is on that i suppose but I, there, there aren't many people in my opinion that are so thin or skinny that they would look better just putting on some body fat there are some obviously no. but i think most people would look better with some yeah muscle. with a bit of, i think i think that's the thing i think it's a bit like when similar examples when when women say they want to tone up um and they don't realize that the look they're after is quite hard hard weight training for for several years um i think it's the same thing when you get quite slim people saying oh i want to fill out it's not the fat that's going to fill them out in the way they, they they want to look it quite often is that there needs to be a bit of muscle under there as well and like you say you know we do have a bias towards a sort of slightly more muscular physique or what have you because that's just what we're into um i know full well that there are people out there who don't give a crap about weight training and they you know they're just they're not bothered but they, i know they do want to just fill out a little bit but again just on just on that mate sorry i don't mean to start you but i want to just explore that do you think that people don't give a crap about weight training but they would still like to look more muscular that's that's what i was about to say but again are they after that that look that it's not basically what they think it is they think a bit of fat on the bones or whatever um is going to give them that sort of fuller shape and, and things like that um but realistically that's probably more muscle uh, yeah, so that's what I was going to say, because do people think like, well, you know, I want that look, but I'm just not prepared to put in, I can't be bothered to put in the work, or that seems like too much hard work, or, you know, I just, I'm not, I don't like lifting weights, I'm not interested in it. It's kind of a bit like, well, if that is the right, if that is the scenario, then it's kind of like, well, mm, I really want to drive a car, but, you know, I can't be able to go through my driving test, so. Mm. 
it's it's the readiness to change thing isn't it because you get you can get it on the opposite end of the sketch from people who are overweight like oh yeah i wish oh it's such a bitch like oh she looks so good in a bikini i wish i could look like that as they're munching the way through a like a family of four victoria sponge um and it's like well you obviously don't want to look like that because you've got your face in a cake um yeah. it's a readiness to change thing isn't it uh, yeah like, like the whole that had a couple of weeks ago with a client of mine um where he is very very lean guy anyway but he's lost a reasonable amount of weight now in the sort of five six weeks that i've been working with him um and obviously he's got very lean um obviously going from lean to very lean and i and like he said to me oh, i think i'm might interested in in start doing some um some training as well so he does, goes to the gym and does like circuits and cardio and um like classes and stuff but it doesn't do like what, what you consider kind of intense weight training um and he said he might be interested in start doing it and i laughed because obviously in the consultation he said he wasn't interested in it not really interested in it um not really bothered about getting strong or you know kind of right into weight training but he's now got obviously really lean and i just said that i kind of expected this to happen because mm. it's happened like two or three times now with clients where they've kind of lost significant amount of weight after not being interested in necessarily building muscle and then at some point decided oh, i think i could do a building some muscle yeah yeah which is which is interesting yeah they haven't got that look that they thought they would gain from it yeah because a lot of the time that bit of filling is a bit of muscle or or what have you yeah genuinely i didn't like when i when i first lost loads of weight and i got reasonably lean i thought for a second uh, i didn't think for a second i would look as skinny as i did Mm. Or yeah. I, I have way more muscle than this. But actually, I look back and think, because I did actually post a picture this week on Instagram, like an old picture of me from about 10 years ago where I was overweight. And someone said something about, someone made a joke. I think one of my buddies said something like, oh, all the gains or something. And I was like, the ir- ironic thing there is I actually thought I was like reasonably muscly. And then since dieting, since then, I thought I held no muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zero no, definitely. Shit. So like even, because I thought I was quite a big chunky lad then. I thought if I, if I did, because obviously I, I, I didn't like being overweight as such, but I thought if I did lose some weight, I would end up looking quite muscular, you know, quite good. Just need to lose some weight, um, which inevitably lost some weight. And, and you yeah, know, even this prep this time, this photo shoot, lost some weight. And I thought, I thought I'd look better than I do now at this weight. I need to lose some more weight. So I lost some weight and I still thought, yeah, I thought I'd still look better than this. And it is inevitable because you just don't hold anyone near, like men especially, you know, they have this mentality or thought of that they just hold more muscle than they do. So yeah they really don't yeah no it's interesting it is interesting um yeah so i I suppose looking at that now then um obviously if people are interested then in in the the muscle building things and that's that's fantastic and if they're thinking well you know i do want to put on a bit of muscle whilst putting on a bit of weight then again fantastic um because i think it will just kind of give that look that they're after more so than uh, the the look they will get. And also, I think when people put on a bit of weight, it tends to just pretty much go to their belly, doesn't it? You've all got that friend or people they know who are quite tall, and then they end up putting on a little bit of weight, and they just get this little, like, sacky belly type thing. I know, I do. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> um, I know I used to have my belly and my love handles, and, I, and life's just like, oh, so annoying as a, as a guy to have that kind of like pattern of mm. like whether it's hormonal or whatever else, but have that pattern of where, you know, you put on some body fat, it doesn't go in all the best places that make you look better. It always goes on a bit, make you just look a bit porky. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and, and if you are, like I know, uh, since our photo shoot, 
I've literally gained fat nowhere but my belly. Um, it's not gone to my arms. My arms are still just as vascular as they were when we shot. Um, but I'm two or three kilos up, and it's literally all sat on my stomach. Uh, Only two or three kilos, Jesus. Mm, I've been uh, moderating myself. I'm ne- I'm nearly five, I think. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've been. To be fair, I've still been moderating, but like my my rate of gains probably been higher than I would have liked, but. I've just been enjoying myself too much, thinking I haven't really got anything to worry about to right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think with having the holiday, um, kind of kept Keep me in check. check a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've not been tracking. I've just been not eating like a knobhead. Um, it's just been moderating, which yeah. is yeah. one way of moderating. It doesn't have to be tracking, does it? No, no, exactly. So, yeah. So I, um, I actually didn't track at all yesterday um, until afterwards. Nice. Oh, really? I really, I just ate all day, and like even and I even on Friday as well. Actually, I didn't track um, until afterwards, which kind of helps me show that I can quite easily moderate what I eat just from education and the stuff we've talked about about having to um, you know, actually physically put stuff in my fitness pal or, or whatever. It's quite a nice little uh, expect not experiment, but kind of experiment. You know, like nice little alternate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good way of doing it for some people as well, isn't it? To just sort of eat ad limitum for the day and then to, not what the damage is, but just see what they've got up to at the end of the day. And then think, yeah. right, okay, well, I need to know that. I need to eat lighter earlier in the day or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Pr- the problem is, is recall is obviously not particularly successful, we know, in terms mm. of recall food. But, um, you know, I, if you take pictures as a good example, take some pictures and then you can plug it in later because you've got pictures of everything you ate. Yeah. Never to be to get some stuff, but you also don't need to worry about being 100 percent accurate either. Do you? No, no, no. Unless you want to step on stage or something. Um, so, if people want to build muscle, what do they need to do? They definitely need to go to the gym and lift some weights. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. can't build muscle without uh, some sort of stimulus. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, I probably wouldn't be going to doing like circuit classes and stuff because you ain't going to be building much going to those um the problem problem with that and if you don't mind me touching on it is something i put in one of our in our um semi-private group where we were kind of talking about uh some training stuff and i said like the problem with going to gym classes is effectively you're exercising and not training Mm -hmm. which obviously the difference really is and it's i think it's reasonably well accepted you know the, the terms of these so exercise and just being I guess essentially spending calories yeah. training there is some sort of form of progressive overload or overload to which has a plan in place to develop over time and without having that progressive overload when you're just doing circuit classes you, you will adapt to and kind of like through the repeat about effect of wherever you're up to for that to be able to do that circuit class but unless you do more every time that circuit class you won't adapt any further so that's why people that, that go there are just essentially spending calories they they're not going to probably then develop or you know increase their physique like they maybe want to by just doing circuit training or just doing you know exercises class so they need to have that plan in place of progressive overload yeah i think that's why crossfit bridges the gap quite nicely between that exercise class and then your more bodybuilder style weight training yeah. there is a form yeah. of progression in there it is more centered around the actual load of the weight and the lifting of it in a way that is going to stimulate your muscles more um mm. you know that's why crossfit guys they're in pretty decent nick um but they do just, a hell of a volume yes yeah yeah 
Um, and it's, you know, a lot of people are jumping on it now because they're seeing that, okay, well, that can get you in decent shape. Um, is or Are you going to have lagging body parts? Yes, of course you are because, you know, you only train the same certain muscle groups. But uh, if you do a bit of accessory work, like one of my clients now, he does a lot of CrossFit um, and he's now wanting to do ex a few accessory sessions where he can bring up a few of those lagging body parts and he can do a bit more... Um, sort of instead of it being compounds all the time so you know big lifts that use a lot of joints and a lot of different muscles he wants to do some more isolation stuff so just working say on like arms or just working on you know bits that are uh, struggling a bit so if his bench press isn't particularly great then he could do a bit of accessory work to try and help that so um yeah so i think that the, the, if you're wanting a full well-rounded physique then there is a bit more you have to do not just your your crossfit classes but um yeah, um, I think that it bridges the gap nicely. Yeah, because I suppose like by by bridging the gap, you mean like obviously it gives people this um, community uh, which they often look for in classes and stuff mm -hmm. to kind of get them through. Which obviously you get at CrossFit, whereas bodybuilding can often be quite solo or lonely, where you're just you know, on your own machine or your own stuff, doing your own weights. Yeah. Um, but there is obviously a form of good weight training with you know progression involved. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you're wanting to be, you know, the most muscular guy in the shortest amount of time, or girl, um, there's a reason why the best and the biggest bodybuilders, well, all bodybuilders, do more isolation exercises. Obviously, do their compounds, but they do more of a bodybuilder style of training, and they don't do CrossFit and they don't do exercise classes because it's not how you build maximum muscle. No, well. Um, I guess like, so they've got, we say they've got lift weights, um, lift weights with an intention to progress. So either more reps, more sets, more weight over time, better form, some form of progression. Um, I suppose obviously on that, I think one of the important things is you, you can't just go in there and shift weight from A to B. You've got to have some form of, um, intention to stress that muscle is probably the best way to describe it. Or, you know, like what people would consider form. So you've got to have a good form. So you've got to think about the muscle group, contract the muscle, put some tension through whatever muscle you're intending to work, not just because you can shift weight made to be quite easily without really stressing or uh, putting a lot of tension on a lot of muscles through things like momentum or, you know, like using and that can muscle grow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the prime example of that, and everybody will have seen this is the, not the bicep dumbbell curl, but the bicep dumbbell swing, <laughs> um, yeah. where you, you'll see it, somebody's lifting a weight far too heavy, or when they start to get tired, they start to swing a lot, they're using a bit of lat, they're using a bit of front delt, um, and the bicep doesn't get pumped at all. Uh, I've been this guy um, trying to bicep curl the 22 and a halfs, uh, when I probably should have been doing like the tens. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you just end up swinging it a lot and, uh, you get a good delt pump, but that's about it. Um, yeah. so and, and that's what, example. yeah, that's what I mean by like lifting a weight with intention. Um, you kind of got to have this intention of contracting that actual muscle and putting some tension through it. Cause otherwise it's too easy to just go there. And that's why people don't see progression a lot of times because they just, don't have and I suppose we should really caveat this like we have some of the other episodes of if you're looking to build muscle that training is going to be the biggest fundamental part of whether you'll build muscle or not right outside of nutrition yes mm -hmm. there's things you have to do um but from a 
from like an importance or priority thing like your training is going to be the the priority in doing that yeah and if that's now kind of making you think okay well i want to build that muscle go back to sort of a couple of our early episodes it was like episode eight or something like that we started to look Mm -hmm. at bulking um and then we've also done one a bit later on on advanced muscle gain um so we don't talk about training so much but if you wanted to then learn about the nutritional principles that need to be behind uh the muscle gain then they are two quite poignant uh, podcast episodes for you we look at how you can manipulate your calorie intake um how you can progress your calorie intake so increasing it slightly to to get the gains uh and not get fat uh we also look at uh, protein and how important that is and how much you should be eating per meal and how you should be spreading it through the day um yeah so the, the, and we i think we talk about supplements in there as well um yeah, so there's a lot of, of good information there um, in over two podcasts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, go back and listen to those if you haven't. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I think training and then obviously like nutrition, but if you're interested in the nutrition side of that, then go back to those and, and, and listen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did touch on a little bit on, was it last week? Last week's episode, the one I did solo? I think it was. Was it last yeah. week? Was it before? Yeah. Last week. I did touch a little bit on protein timing and stuff which is nutritionally probably one of the biggest things Mm -hmm. um i mean we could quickly recap it now but do you want to do we need to do we need to that's the question um go for it very quickly very quickly okay well let let me just start with um again like i did last week uh you don't have to be in a surplus to build muscle but it does help um for the reasons that the mechanism for building muscle is not required on the amount of energy you have it's required on that protein you have um, which obviously you can have enough protein to do that without being in an energy surplus because you can just eat protein, say, and nothing else. Um, but having all the other things like carbs and fats helps with energy recovery, um, general health, etc., and just wanting to train well. So, uh, you know, that's why having a, you know, you'll hear people say, oh, you've got to be in a surplus man to build muscle. Well, you don't have to be, but it does make things a bit easier because when muscle building is such a slow-ass process in the first place, you know, it's like watching paint dry, like really slow. Um, then why make it harder for yourself? So that's the, the bit. But so you know, I mentioned about protein. Do you want to touch on that? Because I guess it's the fundamental yeah. No, that was that was good because um, I had a, a guy uh, on my Instagram ask me the same question, and by what you said about it, it's such a slow process. Um, it's uh, yeah. If you're dieting for six months, the amount of change you're going to see muscularly in six months. Um, it, you're probably not going to notice the, the changes unless you're taking all the muscle off your body, weighing it, putting it all back on, growing, taking it all off, yeah. weighing it. <laughs> yeah, me- me- measure that three grams of of uh, muscle tissue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Over that six months, it's like yeah. wow. Yeah. So, um, so we've gone through the sort of protein there. I would look at um, fueling your your workouts. Um, we didn't really touch on protein. I just said it was a protein-dependent, eating enough oh, protein. Sorry. Do you want to touch on? So, right, yeah. So we've got to look at having a enough protein in for your day. Um, so if you're not uh, tracking your food, you're not weighing it all out, stuff like that, then the easiest way of doing this is to have, like, say, a solid handful of protein uh, at every meal, and you want to be having probably four to five servings of, of that protein, even if a serving is just a scoop and a half of whey protein with some water, um, then that, that that's still a good serving of protein. 
Um, but as long as you know you're having some for breakfast, you're having some for lunch, I'd probably have some mid-afternoon and then some in the evening and then some before bed. Um, yeah, and, and you probably, depending on your size, if you're a 40 kilo female, then you probably want more than about 25 grams per serving if you were tracking it, weighing it and all that. Uh, if you're more like, like us, sort of around about an 80 kilo male, then you'd be wanting definitely over 30 grams, potentially over 35 grams-ish um, uh, uh, per serving. Uh, and then if you're a 100 kilo male or whatever, then you'll probably be looking at more like 40 grams per serving. Um, yeah, and you just want to spread that out three to five hours a day. Um, so that's why I kind of gave those timings of, but if you're waking up at 5am and you're having a serving then, then you'll be wanting another serving come nine o'clock. So you'll be wanting a, you know, second breakfast almost, and then lunchtime, mid afternoon, dinner time, and then before bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Thing I'd add is just uh, make sure it's quality protein. Yeah. 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 Animal source of either meat, dairy, uh, preferably, or if not, you then have to start worrying about the amount of leucine content that protein source but yeah but that's definitely something to go back and listen to the advanced muscle gain if you want to learn about leucine and that's the reason why we give those you know you need to be in over 25 grams and 30 grams because there's there's magical properties within the protein that need to trigger certain responses and you need that that amount to, to trigger that response basically yeah, um, but yeah. as you say i'd go back to the advanced muscle gain episode to to uh, check that out um yeah. So yeah, you said about fueling training quickly. Yeah, so uh, just basically, <laughs> I would eat before training. Basically, um, I know a lot of people that like, oh no, but my training is great. But and then they go and have like seventy or eighty grams of carbs, forty five minutes to an hour before training, and like oh no, wait, no, no, now I feel fueled. Um, yeah. I think if you're doing that, it needs to be reasonably fast acting carbs because yeah. I guess they're not take long as digest. I don't want people to go eat like seventy grams of, um, but yeah, something slow digesting and then. You know, that doesn't actually kick in for about three hours, four yeah. hours. Go, go eat some Haribo or some, some cereal. rice cakes or cereal. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. This is something I'm like doing with my clients a lot at the moment because they're all, I think everybody is bulking at the moment, which is nice and different. Um, so That's all with the summer, man. Yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. We do it the opposite. Diet over winter, bulk in the summer. <laughs> um, yeah, so because um, so, everyone's doing that, so yeah, it's like, well, let's start eating some cereal, eating you know things like that beforehand, um, and fuel that training, and they feel so much better for it now. Blank, your mate. Yeah, it just waved at summer, and she just walked off. It does that most most girls do that to me as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think the last thing is just make sure you get enough fat to for hormones uh, yeah. recovery. Yeah. Um, which you know, I don't think many people are going to struggle with unless you're actively trying to avoid all fats. Yeah. There's, there's enough residual fat in most things to, you know, scrape the minimum, you know, half gram per kilo. I think you'd struggle to get below that unless you're literally just eating bagels and rice cakes um, and turkey. Yeah, I think I had one day where I managed to get 15 grams of fat in. That was like That's stupid. How many calories? Mm, How many calories? 1,500. 1,500, oh, that's not too bad. So, I, I, so. I, I heard, uh, it was on one of Steve Hall's podcasts, I think it's even only last week, week before, uh, they had Jared, actually, that must be a bit longer than that, actually, a few weeks ago, Jared Feather was on it, and he was mm. talking about how him and Mike used to have a competition sometimes to see, because they're both very much an advocate of high-carb massing. Um, they were advocating how, man, like, I had a 15-gram fat day on, like, 3,000 calories or something, and obviously the other one did, like, yeah, well, I managed to get just just, just over 10 
it's like fucking hell how do you manage that you must literally just eat like flour or something yeah yeah you're eating to have that little that little fat in that diet so yeah i think most people you'd struggle to get below half a gram a kilo i say unless you're actively going out your way to avoid fat as basically in every opportunity so yeah shouldn't work too much i never i never really take anybody below 30 35 grams of fat and that's not for a very long period of time i I, yeah i tend to keep it up around the 40 50 and above depending on calories well i was going to say for most people that's probably 30 35 you're talking 60 70 kilo person then so Mm. i'd imagine like most people around that um that you worried about anyway i guess you know it's all relative um anyway but yeah yeah. Right. I think we're probably about out. So, um, just completely broke up. Then. I don't know if you really, really mentioned. Oh, did I? I was going to say, I think we're, we're probably there in terms of the episode. I was just thinking, like, to recap, like, and we never really said it, but obviously, if you're not, um, if you're struggling to gain weight or you're a hard gainer, um, you you you're not you don't break energy balance rules, mate. I'm afraid. You know you're just not eating enough. Um, it might be your energy spend is quite high. Maybe you're very active. Maybe you just have genetics that you just have a lot of need, um, as in non-exercise activity, so fidgeting, walking, etc. Um, so it doesn't mean that you you know you don't you, you don't adhere to energy balance. Everyone does. So you need to just make sure you eat more. And obviously we've given all the tips around eating more. Um, obviously if you want that to be muscle and not weight, then you need to incorporate some weight training because no point having an energy surplus that has no stimulus to be stored as muscle and will end up just being stored as body fat um on the whole so it's kind of quite important in my opinion but if you if that's not the look you want then you just want to put on some body fat just eat more simple as that it's pretty simple pretty simple right well um i need to go food shopping mate get myself some lean meats and lots of carbs for this uh this hard gainer massing that i'm trying to do so <laughs> forever a hard gainer <laughs> yeah forever not jesus <laughs> not in the slightest um anyway right well cool. love you and leave you so yep. catch you soon been fun catch you soon bye thanks for listening to the no nonsense nutrition podcast we'll speak to you all next week